You're listening to MOG Channel. guys welcome to my podcast this is mog channel where we'll help you to see real and practical christianity from god's word if you're new here welcome if you're returning welcome back today we are going to be talking about the baptism of fire glory to god and definitely it's a very 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 common um how would i put it it's a common commonality among certain um church denominations the fire of the holy ghost holy ghost fire i mean i have said holy ghost fire many times fire of the holy ghost holy ghost fire 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 you understand and um we say the whole lot we say the whole whole lot, but then you have to realize that many things that are christian um let me use i call them tradition because they become normal they become common they become things people do without even thinking about it and things people do without even like checking the source you see that because there are many for example amen amen how many of you even know why you say amen like amen 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 you know how many of you know why you say amen and there are other uh things that we do that we don't even know why we do them oh i plead the blood do you get i plead the blood oh we plead the blood of jesus the blood the blood the blood you understand but the question is where did you get it from have you gone to research you know what it is on why people use it is it scriptural is it biblical these are things that we don't really really check and so when we say the holy ghost fire fire of the holy ghost you know it's something we just keep saying and then we don't have any roots for it in scriptures when i say roots we don't understand the context in which it was said what it's about so we just say it so today we're going to be doing just that we're going to dive into uh, the texts that talk about the fire of the holy ghost actually um it is more um how i put it it it's more like the baptism of the holy ghost baptism of the holy ghost uh, um <laughs> there are people who also talk about it the baptism called the baptism of fire and it's because you will actually see it there in the bible it's there in the bible do you get but then we must understand what it's there for why it's there who put it there you get what they're talking about and if it is applicable to our own lives we've been dealing with baptism and we've dealt with um water baptism we've dealt with which other baptisms have uh, water baptism the baptism of elijah so let's look at this one um i think have we dealt with holy ghost baptism maybe not we'll probably deal with that one later but if you listen to yesterday and the day for yesterday's uh, podcast episode you should know exactly what those things mean okay so let's move on all right so the baptism of the holy ghost is mentioned in two places wait i just thought about it maybe people that say holy ghost fire are referring to all the elijah cases and all those other places where fire fell who knows just maybe maybe who knows i stand to be corrected anyway so the first place we see it mentioned is matthew chapter 3 verse uh, 11 i baptize i indeed baptize with water and unto repentance for he but he that comes after me is mightier than i whose shoes i'm not worthy to bear he shall baptize you with the holy ghost and with fire okay um let's see who else says that i think it's probably this guy luke luke is the next person that says it okay so luke 3 verse 16 john answered saying unto one of them i indeed baptize you with water but 
one mightier than I, the latches of whose shoe I am not worthy to untie, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So notice that Luke also mentions it. So Matthew and Luke talk about Holy Ghost fire. The other two don't mention it. And well, if you remember when we were talking about the defense of the gospel, when we were sharing those series, you realize that there are times that people, or um, let me say this, some of the writers left some certain things out for maybe the sake of emphasis or just like it's normal in historical text that several writers writing about the same thing would sometimes maybe miss some certain details that others would get. And it's just, it's just normal if four of us are observing a robbery incident or something like that and we're all giving our own account of it you know there will be differences here and there and it's perfectly acceptable it's the way you get the full stories by talking to everybody and getting their story together so in this case the question is that was it uh, so, a, an omission of uh, maybe memory lapse or whatever or was it intentional all those things we're going to find out now as usual, to understand any text, context is king. You must read the pretext, the, the verses before it, read the post text, and bring everything into context. Okay, so uh, Matthew, Matthew's account. Let's let's see. Matthew three eleven is where he spoke about it. But let's look from read from like verse six. And they were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to him his baptism he said to them "O generation of vipers who has warned you to flee from the wrath of from the wrath to come so he speaks of a wrath to come and he's speaking to this generation of vipers <laughs> you know jesus also came and had real, real issues to with this guy i think is either check it matthew Mark, or luke 11 i think you see when jesus washed these guys man guy you'll be feeling for those guys the kind of thing that jesus said, just said about these guys you were like man but they deserved it there was some very serious bunch of hypocrites you just in fact this just summarizes them bunch of vipers <laughs> it says who, who wanted to flee from the rod to come so he speaks of a rod to come it says bring forth therefore fruits you know meat for repentance and think not to say within yourself we have abraham as our father for i say to you that god is able to take the stones to raise up children unto abraham and now also the axe is laid upon unto the root of the tree. Therefore, every tree which brings not forth fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Are you seeing that? Is hewn down and what? Cast into the fire. So he speaks about rot to come, right? He speaks about bearing fruit and that whatever does not bear fruit is what? Cast into fire. So when he now says in verse 11, I baptize you with water unto repentance, you now see where that comes in with water i baptize you with water unto repentance prepare your heart do you get but he that comes after me whose shoe i'm not worthy to repair he shall baptize you with the holy ghost and with what fire of course we know what the baptism of the holy ghost means by now we're just talking about salvation the spirit of god in us but then with the fire the fire would have to be in the context of what he just said which was what wrath right wrath you get cast into fire Verse 12 says it, whose fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. I don't know if you remember that uh, parable of the wheat and tares, right? What happens to the tares? The Bible says that the tares are what gathered and burnt up, talking about judgment. So you can see that the fire there has a lot to do with judgment. Luke also, 
He says, Luke 3, verse 3, and he came to the country preaching the baptism of repentance for, the sin, for sins. As he written in the book of Isaiah, the prophet saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare for the Lord, make his path straight. Everybody shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be brought low, and the crooked path shall be made straight, and the road shall be made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of the Lord. Then he said to the multitude that came forth to be baptized, O generation of vipers. So the other one says, The Pharisees. But then this one, Luke just generalizes. He says, he called everybody generation of vipers who has warned you to flee from the road to come. And now he tells them again, bring forth therefore fruit worthy of repentance and begin not to say with yourselves, we have Abraham as our daddy. For I say to you that God is able to, you know, with these stones raise up truth for Abraham. And now also the axe is laid to the, to the root of the trees. Every tree therefore which bears not fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. See that same thing cast into the fire, right? John answered, saying, also obviously they were wondering, is he the Christ? And John, I skipped to verse 16 from verse 9. John answered, saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one that comes that is mightier than I, he summary, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with what fire. And then verse 7, he explains the fire again, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and will gather the wheat into his garner. So the wheat would obviously be those who will believe. But the chaff he will burn with what's fire unquenchable. So obviously we all know the kind of fire that does not quench. <laughs> so the fire is actually judgment. If you look at it, it's judgment. It's actually the the end of the person who does not believe in Jesus. All right. So um, now the question is, uh, you know, if you look at Mark chapter one verse eight, Mark didn't quote the fire. I have indeed baptized you with water, but you shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. John didn't quote the fire. He said, and I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize the water, the same said unto me, Upon whom you shall see the Spirit descending and remain on him, the same is he who baptized with the Holy Ghost. They never quoted it. And that's quite curious. So the question is, is it an omission or something? Now, Jesus also quoted that text. But see what Jesus says. Acts 1 5. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Jesus never quoted the fire. Why is that? <laughs> Why is that? Well, Jesus was notorious for not, quote, for, for not quoting stuff. I want to show you another example where Jesus did not quote something. Isaiah 61 verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Verse 2. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. Okay? So this is Isaiah 61 verse 1. Now Jesus in Luke 4, 18 quotes that same text. See what he says. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and has sent me to the hill of the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of the sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down. Hmm, that's interesting. Notice he stopped at proclaiming the acceptable year of the Lord he did not talk about the vengeance he just stopped there so the question is why <laughs> and it's a quite it's quite a simple answer actually it's not it's not head busting John 3 17 for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved verse 18 he that believes on him is not condemned but he that believes not is condemned already because he has not believed in the only begotten son so he that believes is not condemned. He who does not believe is condemned already. So there's already a condemnation hanging on the head of people. Christ did not now come to condemn them. 
or to to join that that is not what he came for he came to seek and save luke 19 verse 10 the son of man came is come to seek and save that which is lost he didn't come for vengeance he came for salvation you understand he didn't come for judgment he came for salvation judgment is already do get condemnation is already passed and people will face their judgment now that is not why the lord came and so that that was not part of his ministry on the earth so when he came uh, obviously by by what he did people would have to choose but that is not what he came for you understand uh-huh. you see another text where he said the son of man not come to destroy men's lives but to save them so we are very clear on the ministry of christ it was a ministry to save not to judge mankind not to condemn mankind you see that <laughs> it doesn't mean that mankind will not be judged but that is not what he came for so with that we clearly see why it's very very clear why he did not quote those texts and so when we now think about the fire right the fire the vengeance and all those things you see he didn't quote them because they were not needed they were not they were not part of what he came to do so he stylishly just removed those texts and that's it so the question what's the application of it for us well the application for it is for us is that if you want the baptism of fire you're talking about judgment you're talking about judgment you're talking about unquenchable fire you're talking about that do you want to be judged like that no so it's not for us do you understand now when we talk about the use of fire it's holy ghost fire 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 can be can stand for some other things you get but i don't think you'll find a scriptural basis to say those things holy ghost fire I mean, sometimes we do it, though. I wouldn't say I don't do it. <laughs> I was raised in church culture, so those things, we also do it. It's, it's a habit, bad habit. So, fire, receive fire, fire. You know, fire can also stand for zeal. Let's just play that. You get, it can also stand for zeal. So, um, whenever we are dealing with all the spiritual and we are praying or anything, the truth is that before the words you speak, the intention actually is stronger. And I've noticed that cases where you may say something else but your intention is what comes forth with the power so i guess we can use that and just calm ourselves down today okay so that basically is the end of today's episode it's extremely short straight to the point because it just needs to be like that the times i take more time to explain is when i need to explain more when it's longer i need that time to establish you know a basis for other things anyway this one i'll probably come out i'll talk more on this in some later episodes of some of the texts that jesus never quoted because there's a bunch of them okay all right guys so with that we're ending today's episode early you can go and play yay (laughs) all right guys so um don't forget that we're praying every single day 6 a.m and 6 p.m i know some people can quote me right now already they can already say 6 p.m and 6 a.m god forgive you anyway 6 a.m 6 p.m we're praying on mixlr mixlr is the name of the app download from the apps on the play store when you get it search young ecclesia nation within the app follow us and every day 6 a.m and 6 p.m nigerian time come to pray we're praying for 30 minutes come strengthen your work with god and your prayer life okay all right god bless you guys have a wonderful day i'll see you tomorrow bye-bye if this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question you can head over to my instagram that's pst.essien, pst.essien. See you there.